Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we thank you for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts and our minds, that we might hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Please be seated. As we move through the Epiphany season, from now through Ash Wednesday when we begin Lent, all of the readings will have a theme of the revelation of Jesus to people. That whole Epiphany uh, season focuses on that, that the people coming to know who Jesus was, the revealing of his identity and the work that he's come to do. Which is precisely what we see in this encounter in the Gospel, where we see Jesus finds Philip, and he says to him, follow me. And then Philip finds Nathanael and says, well, we found the one Moses wrote about, Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. And you have to think as we read this, well, what else did Jesus say to Philip? What other kind of encounter did they have? All we have in the text is Jesus says, follow me. And from that, Philip goes and tells people, we found the Messiah. How did you get that from follow me? But what we have to assume is that there is an encounter that Philip has with Jesus whereby Jesus is revealed to him to be the Messiah in that encounter. And in that encounter then, it prompts him to go to find Nathanael and to say, we found the Messiah. And of course, Nathanael says, uh, Nazareth, I don't know, not from that place. No Messiah is coming from there. Right? And he has doubts about whether this is the one or how this could be. And what we see next is important for us because I think we all at times will have doubts and questions. And when we have doubts and questions, what are we to do? We're to do exactly what Philip says, come and see. Notice we don't have recorded here a long discourse by which uh, Philip explains to Nathaniel all the reasons why it's so. He says, come with your fears and your doubts and concerns and come and see. And then the rest Jesus will do. Then the revelation will happen. All he's asked to do is to come and see. And no matter what our fears, our doubts, our questions may be at any time, we're to come to the Lord and see, to listen to his voice, to wait for his revelation, to see who he is and what he's done for us. And so Nathaniel goes, and as they're approaching, Jesus says, well, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. And I think Nathaniel rightly responds like we would, like, who? Me? How do you know? I just met you. How is it that you claim to have all of this knowledge? 
And Jesus says to him, I saw you while you were under the fig tree before Philip called you. And then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. And again, I have to believe something else had to happen <laughs> besides Jesus just saying, oh yeah, well, I saw you under a tree. I don't see how you go just from that to you are the Messiah, the King of Israel. We probably would have said, lucky guess that you would have picked that I was under, under a tree. But I think what goes without saying is that something happened in that encounter with Jesus and Nathanael. And the fact that Jesus said, well, I saw you under the tree, that we almost have to, to assume that whatever was going on with Nathanael, whatever was his thoughts, his prayers, whatever was happening, that Jesus saw that as well. That Jesus saw the totality of who Nathanael is with his thoughts, his questions, his fears, his failures, his successes. He says, I saw you. I know you. And in that encounter then, Nathanael then knows who Jesus is. And the depth of that personal encounter is exactly what Jesus desires to have with every single one of us. That is the solid theme with all four readings proclaimed today. The Old Testament lesson where we hear God speak to Samuel. That personal encounter where he calls him to share the word that he's given him. The psalm which speaks over and over again about this God who knows us before we were born, who knows our sitting and our rising, our falling, our standing up, who knows everything. The intimacy, the depth of the relationship that God desires. Paul says to the Corinthians, don't you know you are joined to the Lord? You are one with Him. That's the type of relationship that Jesus longs to have with each of us. And it's in the depths of that relationship that we come to know who He really is. It's a two-way street by which we allow ourselves to be known by God and we come to know God more deeply. And after this declaration that Jesus is the King of Israel, Jesus says to him, well, you believe because I said I saw you under the tree. You're going to see greater things than this. Then he added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And there's a reason that Jesus says this. And if we were playing Bible trivia and your question was, why does Jesus say this? Where have we heard this before? You would all quickly buzz in and say, back in Genesis, in the dream that Jacob had with the ladder, where heaven is open and the angels are ascending and descending on this ladder, that Jesus is saying to the ones who know the scriptures, to say, you're going to see the fulfillment of this, where heaven is open. And not with this physical ladder that we see, but heaven is open through the cross. 
the ladder by which we come into the family of God, by which our sins are forgiven, by which heaven is open for us to enter into the ladder of the cross, where Jesus gives himself for each of us. So he wants to make that connection. He's saying to them, I am the one who you've been waiting for. And our job then who have said yes to Jesus is to live in the depth of that relationship. Because we're called, just like the opening collect said today, to bear the light of Christ, illumined by the word of sa and sacraments, to be radiant for the whole world so that we bring the image of Christ, we bring the light of Christ, so that others may come to know and see. That is our mandate by virtue of our baptism. In fact, at every baptism that we celebrate, we hand a lit candle from the Paschal candle to the newly baptized or their parents and godparents and say, receive the light of Christ and let your light shine before all that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father. That our charge at baptism is to be image bearers, to be light bearers, and not for our own honor and glory, but that as we go out into the world living our baptismal call, reflecting the light of Christ, that others might be brought out of darkness into light and receive the forgiveness, mercy, love, and grace of God. That's our call. But we're only able to do that if we live daily in the depth of the relationship that Jesus is talking about, by which he knows us and we know him. And I pray that we'll allow the Holy Spirit to draw us deeper day in and day out, that our prayer might be, Lord, show me today more of who you are. Help me to understand better. May I come to know more deeply, more personally, who you are what you have done for me, how you see me, your love, mercy, and grace for me. And then in light of that reality, may we go out into the world bearing the image of Christ, bearing the light of Christ, drawing others to have this relationship with Jesus. And I know whenever we talk about this, people get nervous and they say, well, I don't have all the answers and somebody's going to ask me a question that I don't know and I don't have a theology degree and I don't know much about the Bible. Well, what was Philip's answer? Come and see. If you can muster that answer, that's all you need. Share Jesus. You don't have to give all the answers. You just have to say, come. Come and see. Come and meet this Jesus. And then everything else after that is God's responsibility. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. The revelation is going to happen by Jesus, not because you said some uh, awesome theological statement. That's not going to change people's lives. Jesus will do that. And all we have to do is say, come and see. And I pray that our lives will shine brightly enough that people will begin to ask about this light in us. And that we might be able to say, come and see. And your life will be changed and transformed as well. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you that the Holy Spirit has drawn us to Jesus, that we have come to know who you are, and we pray that we would continue to grow in the depth of that relationship. May our lives be lived to your honor and glory. Change us more and more into your image and likeness. 
and may your light in us shine brightly in the darkness that others might come to know you, that others might come to receive, that others might know that the heavens have been opened and the mercy, love, and grace of God has come through Christ. And all are invited to come, see, and receive. In Jesus, we ask all this in your precious and holy name. Amen.